Welcome to Mental Health is Wealth. I'm your host, Antoine Wilbon. Today's show, we'll be talking about tips on dealing with stress as a business owner. Welcome to Mental Health is Wealth. I'm your host, Antoine Wilbon. And today I would like to talk about tips on dealing with stress, anxiety as a business owner. And the thing that most people don't realize is that stress and anxiety, things like that will creep up on you. You're working as a business owner, or if you have a really demanding career or job, it's like long hours, unpredictable cash flow, changes in your industry, and being responsible for your employees can leave you mentally exhausted, stressed, anxious, or depressed. This could in turn affect your ability to run your business and have an impact on your relationships with your family, friends, employees, suppliers, and customers. And I always say like a lot of times people push through, you know, because they're trying to achieve a goal or it's something that they feel like being the good soldier is the way to go at it. And that, that, you know, I'm old school. I can just plow through. I can take it. And a lot of times that's really unhealthy. I think that a lot of times as your career and your business, those things are a marathon. It's not a fast race. It's not overnight. There's nothing that you're working on is overnight. You know, if you're going to be good at something, it takes a long time to get good at it. You know, it takes 10,000 hours just to be considered an expert on something. So you have to work at that as a slow, steady pace. You know, and I always say like the warning signs, watch out for stress and anxiety that are starting to build up. You may need to pay more attention to your mental health or seek some outside support. You may notice the warning signs yourself. So listen to how people are saying things like to you, like, hey, you okay? Or, hey, you need me to help you with that? Or you seem a little tired, you know? So you may be experiencing stress, anxiety, or depression. And if you feel these things, you find it hard to concentrate or make decisions. You're feeling overwhelmed, unable to solve problems. You're regularly feeling irritable, sensitive, tense, or you're almost like close to tears. Like you're almost like feeling emotional all the time. You're constantly thinking about work, even during personal time. You find reasons not to get out of bed or go to work like you just kind of avoid things, you know, like avoiding essential day to day tasks like forgetting to go to the grocery store, pick up your dry cleaning or man, you know, I'm supposed to get the oil changing. You don't get those things done like small tasks start to pile up on you. You start spending less time with family and friends and generally avoiding social situations. Then the last but not least, if you think about it. People start drinking a little more or they start smoking a little more because they're trying to relieve or escape the stress, you know, and stress can also appear in ways you may not expect. So you have to watch out for the physical symptoms, which may indicate that you're under stress, like chest pain, pounding heart, high blood pressure, finding it difficult to sleep or feeling constantly tired reduced interest in sex, diarrhea or constipation or nausea, weakened immune system, getting cold more often, muscle tension, aches and pains and headaches, fast, shallow breathing, sweating excessively, 
and loss or changing your appetite. Those are things that come up in a physical aspect. And a lot of times you may think, oh, I just, you know, I'll just push through. I'll be fine. You know, life will get better or whatever. But when you keep pushing through and you keep driving over the things that you should be paying attention to, you know, that's when there's a breakdown with business. And then if you break down with business in your career, then it also compounds the stress and anxiety. So I always say, like, these are some things that I know that as a person who's been in business since 2005, I personally lean on other people. I delegate more often. I take my time with things. I try not to be a perfectionist about things. I try to do a really good, good, excellent job, but perfect doesn't exist. The actual concept of doing something perfect doesn't exist. It's just a concept. And I just try to be excellent at what I do. If I fall short, I just say, hey, you know what? I'll do better next time. But I remain accountable. If I see someone with a better skill set in that area, I delegate to them or I lean on staff to help me with those things if they have that skill set. I can give an example of like quarterly reports. We have 400 clients or whatever, and you're trying to go through quarterly reports for each client. Well, that was one of my jobs that I used to do. But as my other demands of what I do day to day start to mount, I had to actually find someone on my team that is actually good at writing, that doesn't mind sitting and reading those reports and reviewing those reports and made them a part of the QA team so that that's a part of their job, that they do that every quarter. You know, it's only four times a year. So I passed that job on to someone else, trained them on what I'm looking for. With their added skill set, it just it was a good thing to take off of my plate because it it reduced the stress to me. It also increased their value to the company and they got an increase in pay. And so it was a win win for all of us. You know, anxiety and depression are conditions that can only be diagnosed by a medical professional. Anxiety is more than just feeling stressed or worried. It's normal to feel anxious if you're under pressure. However, If these feelings, there's no obvious reason to continue to feel stressed even after the event has passed, it may be a sign of something more serious. Effective treatments for anxiety and depression are available. The sooner you seek help, the quicker you'll be on the road to recovery. And I always say, like, if you feel in a certain way, go talk to someone just to get a checkup because you don't want to bypass this because I know in my family, I've seen the older generation of males where they didn't take care of their health. And that was one of the main points that as I you know, got into my 50s, I felt like I have to keep my exercise regimen. I have to stay away from negative people. I have to guard over my finances and grow my finances and keep cash flow and money coming into my life so I can grow wealth. And I also made sure that I had lists of goals and things that make me happy outside of my work, outside of the company. Like, what do I want to do with my own personal life? And I keep those things as a basis. One of my mainstays is to, I change my diet. Like I realized if I gotten older, I can't eat certain foods. And if I do, I have to eat small sizes and I have to make sure that I do way more fruits and vegetables, a lot of water. I actually, sometimes I take naps during the week. 
Like if I'm at work, I usually have to conk out around three o'clock for 30 minutes. I have to either close my eyes or take a full blown nap where if I'm in my office or if I'm at home working, I have to stop working for 30 minutes, close my eyes and be quiet. Then I jump right back up and I go right back to work. Or if I'm working, I can just be quiet for 30 minutes. I just don't answer the phone. I don't return emails. I don't do anything. I just quiet. I allow myself to like repopulate or like rest my mind. And then I go back to work. And I'm usually better when I take that 30 minute break because I start working early. I generally start working early in the morning. So by three o'clock, I've probably had a full day compared to most people. But I generally work after my break, my 30 minute break. I usually work an extra four to five hours after that. So I usually get in a good 12 hours, 10 hours, sometimes 16 hours, depends on what I'm working on. What I'm saying is that I have to take care of myself in ways that allow me to be able to handle stress and anxiety. You know, running your own business can leave you with little spare time, but taking care of your mental health is an investment in yourself and your business. You know, like you have to start taking care of yourself. And like what I meant to say is that make exercise regular, sleep and healthy eating a top priority. Take up an activity that you really enjoy, like a new hobby. Get involved in the community. You know, their community events, go to them and socialize. Practice relaxation techniques, breathing exercises, things that relax you. Focus on what you can control and not what you can't. Like a lot of times, you know, you'll get fixated on what's not working, but when 90% of the thing is working, you know, put business systems and processes in place that will take regular, like it'll take shortcuts. It'll, it'll shorten your stress because you have a process in place and you'll know when something didn't work because your standard operating procedures for those things will have checks and balances. So if something, there's a breakdown, you know where the breakdown is. It's not just like, oh, my company doesn't work. It will work if you have an operating system. You know, decide which tasks you can outsource. Don't try to do everything yourself. You're not a superhero. You're a human being and you do deserve to lean on people who have skill sets or you can help them develop those skill sets. You know, like I say, don't regularly take work home with you. You know, even if you work from home, once you leave out of your workspace, get somewhere where you can sit down, you can close the door to it, leave it alone if you're at the office. Once you're done for that day, you do your end of the day check in. Like what I do is I try to resolve all emails, phone calls. Even if I can't call that person back or email them back, I have to do research. I make a to do list about what I need to do for the following day. And then once I'm done with that, that's the close of that business day. And I leave it there so that, A, I'm being responsible to staff and to customers, but I'm also allowing myself to leave work at work. You know, set a time every day when your phone and emails are turned off. You know, like I do my 30 minute nap or quiet time. And and at 30 minutes, I don't do anything. I turn my ringer off. I don't answer any emails. I just quiet. You know, sometimes what I would do, and this is one of my guilty pleasures, is that for 30 minutes during that time is usually the time that Jeopardy comes on. I love Jeopardy. I love watching the show. I've always loved Jeopardy. I will watch Jeopardy. I'll just be quiet and watch Jeopardy. It's only a 30 minute show. If I'm not particularly need a nap at that time, I just need to shut my brain off. 
and not think about work, I'll watch Jeopardy. If, you know, if it comes on at a, at a different time, I'll just watch it on my phone. I'll listen to it. And I enjoy that quiet time watching Jeopardy. And if I get a question or five questions, anything from one to five questions, I feel like a successful day watching Jeopardy. If I get final Jeopardy, then it pretty much is a fantastic day for me. If I'm able to answer a question that nobody on the panel has the answer for, that means that I am the king of Jeopardy that day. So those are things that I do to just kind of like take my mind off work and not take myself so serious. Like just do a good job, do the best you can. Also, join local business groups in your industry for support. It's good to be around other entrepreneurs or people that are high level professionals that are really trying to push the envelope with your particular industry. I That's something that I also need to improve on. I sort of use my friend groups in different ways. I have different pockets of friends that I connect with, but that's something that I always wanted to do. I probably will put that on my to-do list this year is to join more entrepreneurial groups. And the good thing that a lot of people don't do is that they don't use the word no. No is a complete sentence to me. I had to learn how to tell people no. I had to tell people that's not possible. And I had to stop feeling guilty about that. Like you have to have boundaries on your time, your energy and your resources. And no, you tell your family, no, you have to tell your spouse, no, you have to tell people, no, this is not good. I can't do it right now. And that's okay. Like, you know, you don't owe anybody anything to that level where it stresses you out or puts you in a bad, you know, situation. So I always say, like, use the word no, it is a complete sentence. And I know that I've had situations where I was stressed about like money. So like, let's say our accounts receivables are getting up there where it's starting to get to the point where you're like, okay, I got to use reserve capital to keep everything flowing. And I had to figure out ways of like, how do I deal with stress about money? You know, I had to learn to watch my accounts receivables. And when people got behind 30 days or 45 days, I immediately started to contact them and talk to them about the financials. And I also realized that three months of reserve capital is not good. You need 12 months. 12 months reserve capital for your business is always the best way to go because you don't want to have it where you're stressed out all the time about payroll or making sure that you can pay for supplies and different things like that. And it takes a very disciplined methodology to be able to have 12 months of capital or even six months of capital for a small business is really good to be able to have that for your payroll or to cover the cost of the total monthly budget that you have for your business. And I always say, work towards that. Make sure you have backup capital. Make sure you have your financials okay in your own life. Make sure your debt levels are down. Make sure you don't have a bunch of credit card debts and a bunch of car payments and things like that. Try to reduce your debt as much as possible and make sure you have, you know, people used to say three months, but I think six to 12 is actually better of just having that in your household budget. You know, you might say, oh, well, who sits around with six months of capital in a savings account? You may not put it all in a savings account. Maybe you take part of it and take half of it and put it in a T-bill, you know, and you get the 5% interest on that T-bill. And then you keep the rest where you can readily get to it. So you have half in your ready savings account, emergency savings account, and then you have the other half maybe in T-bills. 
where it just sits there where you can't get to it. You know what I mean? It may not be a super crisis emergency to get to those funds, or you might have a credit card that has no balance on it that you use as like a backup. And then you use the card immediately, then take the money from one of those reserve accounts, and then you pay the credit card off once it hits the account. So you're paying it off immediately and not carrying that debt over. But those are things that you know I would always do. And I always say, have a schedule. You know, schedule your day, you know, the day before or a week before, like know what you're going to do so that you can find gaps in your schedule to take care of yourself and also schedule to take care of yourself. You know, I will always schedule time to go to play basketball, to work out. I recently started taking boxing at a place called Rockbox. Those boxing workouts really help with stress and it also helps me get in better shape for basketball. And I also running helps out a lot, like running with listening to like a, a nice, you know, some jazz or listening to like a podcast or a book. You know, it takes your mind off of work. It takes your mind off the things that you are constantly toiling with because you want to come back to what you're trying to build as a fresh person. You want to be fresh, you know. So those are some methodologies or some tips that I would say that to work on stress and anxiety. Those are some things that I do. I'm constantly always trying to work on those things. So hope those were helpful. I hope you got something out of today's podcast. Thank you for listening.